You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, everybody, into the Hump Day Hotline hump on the Buffalo Rumbling. Hump Day, Joe. It is, is a, here. It's pre, like pre-week, pre-Hump Day game week. Hump, like this is an actual game week. So, like, like we haven't done this in a while to where like it's a game that we're talking. Like, we're not talking about practice. We're not talking about like OTAs. We're talking about a game. We're not, we're not talking yes. about mini camp. We're talking about that a game. A, <laughs> we're not talking about a game. Preseason. We're talking about a game. It's real. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. Welcome to everybody who is jumping into the comments section. Uh, it is so good to have you. Welcome to everybody that's going to listen to this show in podcast form on Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. My name is Joe Miller. Uh, co-host of this here show. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. That guy over there is Jay Spence the King. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, same way, at Jay Spence the King. At Jay Spence the King. And uh, needless to say, we are a little bit excited Man. about what's about to go down. And I guess the question that everybody's begging to ask is, what is about to go down? Now, <laughs> you and I picked this game differently. We did. Very, we did. very differently. <laughs> We uh, one of us is a Bills fan and picked it, the Bills to win. <laughs> That's how you gonna do me. So, <laughs> so for those who aren't aware, last week we did our like our win loss prediction for the, the Bills, and I have the Bills opening this season up with a loss in uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey. I just and it's not because I don't think the Bills are good. Obviously, I think I, now I had did we have the same record or did I have a, a slightly better I, record? I believe we both had the same record going into that Dolphins week with the Bills potentially not needing it, right? No, I'm so, saying overall at the end. Like I, I, think, feel we like did. I, was, I think we were okay. both 14 and 3. Yeah, so I just have them in different places than Joe. And at, so this first game, I just think with all the hype and all the, like, you know, now it could, I hope that they prove me wrong. Right. I hope these boys come out right. and say, you know what, we about to dominate. Spence is wrong. He's stupid. Shut up. And then just <laughs> dominate. Do that. That's what I need. That's what I need. Just dominate. Just just <laughs> remove all doubt. But go ahead. And, and what it means is if the Bills win, then you actually are 15 and two on the season, right? Yeah. It's like you're going to be correct about every other game. 
Yeah, I pick up one, so I'm all right with that. I'll take that every time. <laughs> I take that every time. So game week is upon us. Uh, we obviously have to wait until Monday, uh, and we talked a little bit last week just about the fact that, like, and, and I know Bills fans love 1 o'clock Sunday games. I think it's just ingrained in the generation of new Bills fans that, like, we're so through the drought years accustomed to 1 o'clock on Sunday. I, on the other hand, am different. I absolutely cherish primetime games because I love – I love to just be able to splay out on the couch with mm-hmm. as much food, alcohol, whatever, water, pop, you name whatever, whatever it is I want to consume and just freaking relax and enjoy every single second of Sunday. Are you that way? Yeah, I'm like that. And then especially if depending on like what's so I, I'm not going to go because I so I'll, I'll be in New York for the opener. Oh, so oh, that's right. so for I won't. But typically, if I'm in Phoenix and if the Bills got a primetime game, then, okay, I can watch the Cardinals or I can Mm -hmm. watch somebody, you know, and it just gives you an opportunity to really focus on other teams and and really enjoy it. Like you said, just enjoy the day stress free. So I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah. And then obviously, as we talked about last week, and then it happens. The Bills are on primetime football like television Monday night. The world is watching and we all know that Josh Allen. Uh, generally does very good on a world stage in primetime under the bright li- bright lights, even though Trey Wingo doesn't believe that it's a relative stat and doesn't really matter to anybody. Um, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, I know yeah. you do, but like <laughs> go back to my Twitter stuff. Trey Wingo blew me up one time for saying that like Josh Allen's good on primetime. And he's like, that doesn't matter. Meanwhile, he has tweeted about people being good or bad on primetime his whole life he's made a career exactly <laughs> it, it, it's just and and i I've, I've recognized this last week when um you know like when i got into the whole you know when i i always kind of ruffle feathers on twitter mm-hmm. and when i do you know and i kind of notice what people get upset about and it's like you just you just recognize like what you can and can't ruffle feathers about and and that you know josh allen brandon bean things like that those are those topics you just can't do it Agreed. But we've got a very cool show for you. We're going to be kind of round robining this show. We got a lot of special guests, and I don't think we want to necessarily give away who the special guests are going to be, as we've got a special hump day hotline coming at you uh, this week for the first game of the season. However, before we get into that, what do we want to talk about? Do we want to do a Josh Allen stat line and score, per- score prediction? Yeah, let's do it. So, um, and then throw them in the comments. Throw your, uh, your stat lines for Josh and your score prediction. I'm going to go. I think for me, obviously, I, I last week I picked the Bills to lose, so I can't like now be like, "Well, Josh is gonna." So um, four hundred fifty yeah. yards. Five I don't think he's three. gonna have a good game. I think he's gonna have a good game. It's not gonna be like where we get there and and they blow us out, but they have a really good defense. Like if everybody remembers mm-hmm. both games last year where the Buffalo Bills played against the Jets, it was tough. It was tough yeah. for the offense to score points, and yeah. I think that you know you, you look at a player like Sauce Gardner, he got better. You mm-hmm. look. You know, they so I think that I think the defense is good. And that, so I think it's not going to be the game that most will think it is. It's not going to be a 35 to 33, 32 game. I think this game is going to be one of those 24, 17, 24, 20 games. So um, I'll, I'll go 24, 20. Mm. I'll say that's just when this one close. And I say Josh throws. He's going to throw both touchdowns and, uh, you know, yeah. I don't know, man. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Two, 280, <laughs> two touchdowns, and a fumble. Everybody's witnessing Jay Spence the King second-guessing his pick 
for the Bills to lose this football game. Well, because I because I'm a fa- I want them to win. Like so, I'm a fan. I'm just trying to. So yeah, I, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. So if you did not say this, I'm not sure if you did or not. For all of you watching and paying attention that are in the comments section right now, please put your uh, Josh Allen stat line predictions and score predictions into the comments section as we do every single week since the inception of this show. That is yeah. what we've done all the way back to the Buffalo Fanatics. Uh, but uh, for me, for this football game, I have the Bills winning this game, and I think the Bills are going to play tight through the first half uh, like we see them do a lot of times against good football teams, and then I think they pull away in the second half. So for me, score prediction, I've got probably 34 to 24, 34 to 21, probably 34 to 24. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got Josh Allen throwing probably somewhere between 325 and 350. Um Wow, you think you think we can you think we can put up that those points against that defense? Oh yes, I think this. I think those are going to come out. Uh, I think the, the the twelve personnel thing that they've kind of been masking, and there was the one game against the Steelers where oh this kid Dalton Kincaid can run routes and he can catch the football and he can get open. Um, uh, so I I feel like the Buffalo Bills are going to have something special for the Jets. They're not saving anything, right? There's always that. Maybe the Bills are saving stuff until they play the, the Chiefs in Week 13. They're not saving anything. Uh, they're going to come out. I think they're going to they're going to play football. Uh, for me, so 34. I'll say 34, 24. Josh Allen three, 45, two touchdowns throwing, one running. Uh, and yeah, that's what I've got in this football game. Well, you know what? I'm a I'm gonna say I would love for you to be right. Like if if this is one of those weeks where you are right and I'm wrong, I will take it. I'm okay with it. This is the moment that in Waterboy where uh, the it was what was it Ahmad Rashad or somebody was like, you know how are, you know that's a good guess, and she's like, it ain't no guess. It ain't so. no guess. <laughs> that's what it's gonna be. It, it is what it's going. Yeah. It's what, and the look, it was like, okay, all right, you got it. You got it. <laughs> that's what it's gonna be. So that so, is where I'm at. But look, well before we before we do move on, I do want to um, just remind everybody that that. This is like, this is a season to enjoy. Every year, I just try to remind everybody at the beginning of it, this is a season to enjoy. So before uh, we we start bringing in these guests and before we do that, just, just I say every week on Code of Conduct, love each other, take care mm-hmm. of each other and live in peace. As always, stay positive, test negative, go Bills. I, I think I'm, I might have to just start adding and like, and take a minute to really enjoy the moment, enjoy your life, mm-hmm. enjoy what's happening. And this season is special. We have a special quarterback, a special team. Mm-hmm. Take the time to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, then we got a quick message and then we're going to start with the guests. We got them. It's a, it's a good one. Bill's mafia is back. Are you ready for it? The third annual Buffalo Rumblings IPA beer release party is going down September 16th, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Resurgence Brewing Company located downtown at 55 Chicago Street. I'm going to tell you what, you do not want to miss this event. Come out and hang with Joe, Sarah, and the rest of the Buffalo Rumblings crew for the Megapod. You're going to want to bring your questions and be a part of the live stream. Get involved. It's going to be live. And this year, we're also going to have our friends from Fans of Buffalo joining the party and sponsoring the fun. They're going to be in the house to provide you with all the information you need to make your away game day experience the easiest and the most smooth that you've ever had in your life. I can promise you, they they do their job very well. So make sure you make it out Saturday, September 16th, 6 p.m., Resurgence Brewing Company, 55 Chicago Street. Go I don't Bills. care what the Dolphins did. I don't care what the Jets did in the offseason. Until I see otherwise, I'm taking the Buffalo Bills to win the AFC East, and here is why. Start the season with a bang against the Aaron Rodgers Jets. The Raiders come to town, easy win. Travel to D.C., win. 
Dolphins at home win. They play against the Jags, and I think the Jags are going to be a little sneaky and steal one from the Bills here. Giants win. Patriots win. Bucks win. Go to Cincinnati and lose to the Bengals once more to build up a storyline for the playoffs. Broncos win. Jets win. Beat them both times. Eagles, L. Then they go into Arrowhead and take an L to Patrick Mahomes. Beat the Cowboys. Beat the Chargers. Sorry, Justin Herbert. Beat the Patriots both times. And then lose to the Dolphins in Miami while taking the division. We're taking the division. Everybody knows who that was. That was Buffalo Bills' favorite honorary Bills Mafia member. What is going on, Gab? Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great. It's been a while. I feel, And I'm like, who haven't I talked to who actually Bills Mafia loves? And I'm like, let me reach out to Gab. So I'm glad you could do this. Uh, how's it been going? It's been great. You know, it's been a nice summer, relaxing. And now it's finally time to get back to the best time Yo, of the year. I can't tell you how amped I am. Like, I mean, I'm... I'm <laughs> amped i've been waiting all summer and I, I enjoy the summer i like the heat yeah. i like to enjoy you know be outside with my dogs and all that but but football it's just you nothing know it's like, just yeah. different nothing like it. and you've been killing your baseball content like everything you've been killing Thanks. but football yeah, i feel different. like i've like done a lot more with baseball recently just because what else am i supposed to do right now you know yeah no absolutely yeah. Uh, baseball and you but you cover it well i, I feel like Thank you. um and i'm not too plugged in to baseball mm -hmm. i'll be honest but i, I don't see uh, too much coverage really for for Cleveland the way you I feel like you are amplifying yeah, I feel like the audience. Browns just get all the spotlight even though I don't know why they do but they do but I mean it's football <laughs> football always takes priority over everything but I think this team deserves some love too they've been I mean the season isn't how I expected it to be but like still they are young guys trying to figure out who they are as players and I think it's really mm -hmm. interesting to watch yeah, I mean, but well, I'll tell you, your content has helped me because I, I don't, again, I don't watch it. So yeah. it helped me kind of keep up with stuff. And I know some stuff and I know mm -hmm. who's supposed to be not injured because you hate when guys are. So I no, I love it. I love yeah. it. Keep it See, up. I appreciate it. That's one of my favorite things that I think people have told me so far. This like baseball season is saying, wow, you have helped me pay attention to baseball a little more. I'm like, if I can do that for some people, it's great. 100% because I'm telling you, I do not pay attention otherwise. <laughs> so, uh, but so I, at the start of this, I played your clip. And, you know, you got a lot of love and then you got some you got some feedback that wasn't too friendly on it. I don't know what's wrong with the 12 and five prediction. I thought so, it was pretty fair. I thought that I 12 and five, I'd be happy with the 12 and five season. Hey, after 17 years of, of drought, I think 12 yeah. and five, is, I'm OK with it. And you also mentioned winning the division again. So it's not the Jets. It's not mm -hmm. the Dolphins. It's damn sure not the Patriots. But let's get into it a little bit. I think the biggest complaint um that Bill's mafia had from what I've seen is that you feel like we're going to lose to all the contenders. I didn't say so, all the contenders. Well, I mean the top of the top, it looks like, I know. so for instance, the chiefs, the Eagles and the Bengals, I think are who the bills fans are really upset about the other two losses. It's kind of like, yeah, end of the season dolphins will get us. That's okay. Uh, right. But what are your thoughts about the Bengals? I want to start there. I think the Bengals are going to be good. Why wouldn't they be good? Mm -hmm. You know, they yeah. have great pieces. Joe Burrow's good. Jamar Chase is good. Um, I think they're going to be, fine i don't know if they're going to be good enough to win a super bowl i just don't see that from them i, I would love for them to never win whenever never, never go ever. back never go back but yeah i mean i, I think they're going to be good why would they not be good yeah no i agree i think they're going to be an amazing team i, I think for bills and so just so you know, I did my record prediction uh, last week on Hump Day Hotline as well. And I, I, I said I actually went um, 14 and three. I had us beating the, the Bengals, not to just to disagree with you, but it's more so I think yeah. last year what a lot of people aren't 
outside of Buffalo, I would say, aren't really paying attention to is in those games where we paid, played the Bengals. Not only was Vaughn out, obviously, Vaughn was out, mm-hmm. but we didn't have Micah Hyde, um, who was out since like week two. So I just think for our defense with Joe Burrow uh, trying to get back there with Jordan yeah. Poyer and Hyde, and I just think it's a different game. But but no, it's respectable. Burrow, look, if Josh wasn't my quarterback, I could think of a, a ton of other guys that would be worse to have yeah. than Joe Burrow. I know? mean, I feel like the, all of those games could go either way. Either way. They should be yeah. close. They all should be close. Well, those specific games should be close. I don't mm-hmm. know why it wouldn't be. Should be. Well, let's talk about the Eagles for a second, too. So do you, you think the Eagles are going to take um, – well, really, I can't say take a step forward. They were in the Super Bowl last year, and they had mm-hmm. one of the best records in the league. Do you think they're going to repeat that performance this year? I think they're going to be really good. I don't know if they're going to make it back to a Super Bowl. I mean, getting to a Super Bowl is – It's hard, yeah. It's, it's really, really, really hard. I mean, Patrick Mahomes does it. I would never count him out of anything ever. But other than that, it's just – it's really hard to get there. Yeah. Like Tom Brady, that's crazy, you know? crazy how he did it i don't see that happening for any other team maybe the chiefs but like other than that anybody you know it's hard to get there for any yeah i think a lot of times people don't realize just how like you know you get a a stacked roster and it's like no this is the year we have to win it but it's hard no matter who you have it's hard to get there to keep everybody Mm -hmm. on the field keep everybody doing everything that they're doing together it's just really difficult I mean, think of the Phillip Rivers uh, Chargers. How many years did they have? Like, yeah. I remember one season they had the best offense and the best defense, like for the season. Mm-hmm. And they, it's just like sometimes it's just, it's, it's hard. Just, yeah. And you got to stay healthy on top of that. Mm-hmm. I, I understand the Chiefs pick. I absolutely understand the Chiefs pick. Yeah. Um, but you had another. Well, here's the thing with my schedule, though. I didn't want to go on there and say, like, oh, I think they're going to win every single game. Because then if I did that, other people would roast me. Right. All the hate. Yeah. You, know, you know what? What I've learned and what we do is that really. No matter what you say, you out, someone has yes. something to say. Yeah. Because, yep. because like for me, obviously, I cover the Bills. So mm-hmm. Bills Mafia wants to hear all the good stuff. But then you you still even have a portion of the fan base that's just like, what? You're being a homer. Take the mm-hmm. rose colored glass. And it's just like, look, guys, what do you want me to do? Right. I can't. The you other, can't win. You can never last win. week, I, um, I questioned Brandon Bean's decision making. And, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to his drafts and stuff, he traded away Boogie Bashman, a second round draft pick and i'm like at some point we've got to have a conversation right about how our second and third round draft picks play for other teams now like and, and there's a ton of them people people don't oh like my it God. oh they killed me Gab. i I, don't I, like I don't think i've been destroyed online like that in, <laughs> in a while like it's people, been a long time i had i had a comment the other day it, it was it was so funny to me so i did a colts record prediction and i said they're not going to mm. be very good and someone said Last year, you said the Chiefs are going to beat the Colts, and they didn't. And like this guy's like commenting on. I said, okay, but like that's like, they want a Super Bowl. Like who cares? <laughs> they want. They just want to say you're wrong about something. It's I like, know. I was like, that's like, oh, you're going to point out. Said they were going to win the Super Bowl, but they lost to. Okay, they lost, lost one game. game in a regular season, but they yeah. won the Super Bowl. Gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. But so the last one I do want to ask you about is, I guess, is the one that everybody um, really feels was egregious in a way. But for me, I feel like this because I hate travel. I hate the international travel. I think um, from what I've seen over the years, like I'm even going back to when Terrell Owens was a Buffalo Bill, like I'm going back that far. To me, when teams have to travel out of the country, I just mm-hmm. think that um, there's so many distractions. There's so much going on. There's, And I just, I never, I don't think I've ever seen a game overseas where both teams played well. It's either like a blowout or both teams just suck. So, um, from this perspective, I think the Bills could lose this game or win. I think go either way, probably like you. But what was your thought process behind this pick um, going against the Jaguars for their international series? 
I don't know. I think Trevor Lawrence is just going to be really good. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. nothing discrediting what the Bills are going to do. I just think both teams mm-hmm. are going to be very, very good, and it's going to be a tough game again. Who knows what can happen once you go overseas for the week and have a good time. But I think it's going to be a tough game. I think they have a good team. Bills have a good team. It's going to be fun to watch. You know what I think is, is most interesting about that team that people are – not everybody. Uh, I think some people are overlooking it. Calvin Ridley is going to absolutely transform that offensive attack. And like you said, Lawrence, Mm -hmm. listen, now he has three good, very good receivers, a good running game, a good coach, a good defense. They're going to, they're going to be a little bit of experience now. Mm-hmm. And he's had it's the heartbreak in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yep, he had the playoff loss and all that. So I, no, they're going to come back with a vengeance. So I can absolutely see that. And um, you know, it's tough. But twelve and five, I think, is good. Twelve and five is good. Yeah, I think twelve and five is like games? a fair record to put on the internet. <laughs> so I do too. I think it's. It, like, I think it was a good one for all parties involved. Yeah. yeah. How how um are you going to go to any Bills games this season? I want to. I don't know which games, but I I will be at at least one for sure. Okay. Just yes, early. Which. I know. I know. The planning know has to happen. But... All right. Well, hopefully it's one of the games that we can uh, both be at together. Hope I catch mm-hmm. catch up with you. Uh, do you have anything going on uh, this week for the opener or anything that you want to plug? I'm just I'm just gonna be chilling. I'm just gonna be chilling, okay. working. Um, that's about it. You know, just getting ready for all the games. All right. Well, everybody, make sure you follow her on all the social. Everything. Listen, the content is always there. It's always fresh. It's all, she has every, something every single day. Follow I have me. one thing. I do have one thing, and that I just remember this now. Next Tuesday, well, mm-hmm. this coming Tuesday, we're putting out our like MVP, like rookie of the year predictions, and um, I think, I think it's, I think it's gonna be the year. I think it's Josh Allen's <laughs> year. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and I think this is finally going to be the one. This is it. It's going to be You it. know what? I think I'm with you on that. And I, I never make that prediction. This year, actually, I know you're a fan duel. I'm DraftKings. Sorry. But I did actually place the bet already because I do. Th- I agree with you. I think um, just the way the schedule looks, if, if the Bills can, with a 12-5 and five record through this schedule, so let's just say everything lines up the way you're predicting it. So we go 12-5. and five. I think Josh Allen, you know, that's a great record in, the t- in, in my opinion, the toughest division in the league this mm-hmm. year. Um, and Look, he's going to put up numbers with Kincaid. He's going to put up numbers with Diggs every year like he does. I see it. I, I can see it. I think it's going to be a little easier now that you have some running game. I'm going to have to clip that one up and post it, though. Like that, <laughs> That'll make Bill's Mafia love you again after the tour. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> so, okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, again, it was the great incomparable Gab Gowdy joining us here on the Hump Day Hotline. Thank you so much, and good luck to your – I mean – I'm sorry. I, I don't you like know, them there, Watson, there's no, but, no okay. just loser team. All right. I just want to give you luck in a way, but yeah, <laughs> I just you. I still can't. Thanks. Get over it. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we got another special guest coming up. Thank you so much, Gab. Have a good yeah, one. Thank you. Nothing builds the thrill quite like seeing our Buffalo Bills march right down the field. Every pass, every play, and every touchdown. But for those of us who have to catch the action blurry, it's time to call Fichte, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care and schedule a consultation. With Zeiss Smile technology, you can have your vision corrected in moments so you can get back to focusing on what's important. It's a quick, pain-free procedure with a world-class team and you're back in the action. Visit us online at Ficta.com and take our free self-evaluation test to see if you are eligible and schedule a consultation. Because here in Buffalo, we don't just watch the game, we live it. Ficta, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care. We are focused on you.
right, ladies and gentlemen, we got another special guest. I told you back to back to back. The Hump Day Hotline is doing it like that. I got my man AJ. He's the newest and hottest commodity over at Buffalo Rumblings. He is the host of AJ's Analysis. What's going on, man? What's up? How are you doing? I'm uh, I'm doing pretty well. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, a pretty busy week, but I'm looking forward to some Bills football coming up here shortly. Yeah, no, it's um, it's it's the time. Like it's the time for it, man. Summer was long, at least for me. It felt like to me, it felt like summer just you know it just wouldn't end fast enough and i know people like to enjoy it i I try to enjoy it but for me give me football if if i have like nfl quality football all year long i would take it yeah yeah no no doubt especially like with yesterday it was like 60 overcast and it was just like i was like man like it doesn't even feel like summer anymore just like i want some nfl action yeah yeah it's time for it so well let's let's get to it man so first um like i mentioned at the top you're the the newest show to um join the buffalo rumblings network and and you're killing it already man you um your your coverage for you went you did training camp this year and you and you cover a lot of the you know like a lot of the the pressers after uh whatever takes place uh you're doing a great job so what's your experience like so far with buffalo rumblings yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, it's been very the, the thing I like about rumbling is I have I have freedom really to do whatever I want, what I like to do. That's kind of the big thing. I, I can listen to press conferences when I have time, and you know, take some notes, some takeaways from that. Uh, I've 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 dove into that over the last year, and have continued to do that when I have the time. And then just writing articles, putting out content. Um, I, I I'm trying to balance the the opinions on Twitter with my like this reporting style. So like kind of balancing that, but I do give opinions on things as well as like report news and stuff like that. Um, and, and just in general, I've really liked my experience, the writing, the show has been great. I've tried to do like a, get some guests on, but also do my own at the same time. So maybe like an every other week thing, like one week I'm talking about myself, the other week I'm trying to get a guest on. I've had Joe Marino on Bruce Nolan, who most of you probably know. Um, so just people like that, just very knowledgeable bills, uh, you know, analyzers for ages analysis is a pretty good thing. Yeah, no. I, and, and I think you're, like I said, I mentioned a second ago, you're doing a great job and um, I can't, I, I can't wait to see your coverage for the season. The, the thing you said there about like the finding the balance between the takes and, and the reporting, trust me, man, it, it like, yo, it's, it's difficult. And like, cause it took me a while to, to really even figure out. So like, you got to find the space that you want to be. Now, for you, obviously, I know where you're going. Like, it's going to be, um, you know, reporting and analysis. So for me, I, I chose, obviously, to go more on a, a take route. Like, it's just opinionated. But you have to make that clarification and you have to draw that line because people will take everything you tweet as law. Like, it's like, oh, he said it, he's reporting it. And yeah. then as soon as something else happens, it's like, well, you reported that the right. Buffalo Bills were going to sign. It's like, wait, wait, no, I said, I wanted them to sign OBJ. So yeah, so it's just a little bit different, man, but I'm glad you're here, man. Matt Perino and, um, and the guys over at cover one and, and my man, Ryan tab, everybody, they, they speak highly of you and, and we haven't been disappointed at all. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a great couple months and a great, you know, few months of reps getting into the season. I'm really looking forward to, now actually being able to talk about the real stuff and dive into all the, you know, who, who knows what happens this year. It's going to be a fun one. Well, let's talk about the real stuff then. Let's, let's do it. So Monday night coming up, Monday night football, Buffalo Bills out to East Rutherford, New Jersey, and they uh, are going to face the New York Jets uh, for the season opener. What are your thoughts? What are your feelings, man? Like, are you nervous at all? Do you think the Bills are going to dominate? Like, what, what are your thoughts about this game? 
it's definitely going to be a tone setter like for the season. I, I think if the Bills drop the game, I don't think it's the biggest, end of, or, you know, a, a huge end of the world problem for them. But I also think fans will treat it <laughs> the end of the world at the same time. But I, I don't think it's going to be like the end of the world. I, I think it's going to be a good matchup. Obviously, Rodgers, that, that whole team upgraded. Their defensive line is one of the best in football. You're adding uh, their, their first-round pick to the picture as well. So the Jets have a really good roster. Uh, Carl Lawson's another good player. Obviously, Quinn Williams in the interior. Uh, Will McDonald, another really good player for them. So they have very scary players on that front four. It's going to be up to that Bills offensive line the next couple of weeks here. You you have Spencer Brown. Torrance is probably going to be slated at, at that right guard spot. Mitch Morse, the, the sturdy center. And then on the other side, Connor McGovern did practice this week. So hopefully that's trending towards going week one and then uh, – Deion Dawkins, who's had an okay training camp. I think he'll take it up that notch that he always does uh, once week one and the actual regular season starts. But that's the matchup I'm looking for. I don't I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be a defensively controlled game, and it's going to be what quarterback kind of makes lesser, lesser mistakes or what quarterback kind of makes the big play to get their team over the top. See, and I agree with you. Last week on Hump Day, Joe said um... – well, no, you know, last week he just said that he thinks they're going to lose earlier. He said, uh, no, he thinks they're going to win. But earlier he said 34 to I think he said 34 to 24 or something like that. And it's like, Joe, uh, like, I, OK, I get it. Like we right. got Josh and, and we got that offense. But like, do you not remember last year how good that defense? Like, I think obviously we lost three games combined for the season. But I think when you talk about um, like just a struggle game outside of that Bengals game, I think the two games against the Jets. Like the defense, it was a physical game, and I think our offense just got beat. Like we were able to go toe to toe with them, but it was a game where both sides were beat up coming out of that game. And you know, I just, I don't know. I, I just think people should caution. The, I, I want to caution people by saying, when you look at this Jets team, don't think we're just going to run through them. I actually have the Buffalo Bills losing this one, is, is what I predicted last week. But it's, I still have for the season. I have them going fourteen and three. I just think to start it off like this. It's like, look, you're going to New Jersey. You're going to New Jersey. Week one, Monday Night Football, Aaron Rodgers, hard knocks. Like, they, they, everything is everything is trending towards the Jets being, like, the team. You know, so it, it's just – it's okay if they drop this one. You know, the pressure is there. But then the rest of the season, they'll get it together and go on a heck of a run. They'll, they'll dominate. They'll dominate. Yeah, the, the, the games last year against the Jets with Zach Wilson and Mike White when they, the Bills did play them, they were – both during those games – at the same time, at the same moments throughout those games, I felt the same, like, okay, I think the Bills are in control of this game. I don't think they're going to lose. But I think the Jets really showed something last year, especially defensively, and that's mm -hmm. why I think it's it's kind of caution and cautious to be like, the Bills are going to you know blow this team out or the Bills are really improved this offseason and they're going to get it done. I really like – I mean, Rodgers is a, obviously a significant upgrade from Mike White and Zach Wilson. The Bills struggled last year. I know last year doesn't really mean much now, but – it's still something that, hey, Robert Salah is still there. Sauce Gardner is still there. You know, all those guys on that defense side of the ball are still there for them. So that's that's the big thing. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And, uh, and then even aside from that, offensively for us, I think obviously the team has gotten better. I think we've taken steps forward. But at the same time, it's like, you know, we're going against like a – a very good secondary and a very good, like the defense is like that. So are we, are we saying that we just think um, this year that Gabe Davis is going to take the step forward and look like a, a wide receiver number two? 
you know, and not have the amount. And I get it, deep passes and everything, but the drop rate was high, you know. And then Deontay Hardy or just whoever else is going to be out there on offense besides Diggs. Do we believe that this this offense is really going to step up for Josh? Yeah, and it's interesting. Like looking at the depth chart now that it's out, and like looking at the five receivers they copped. Obviously, they brought back Andy Isabella on the practice squad, so maybe he's in the cards for something. I don't know yet. And Justin Schroeder's on IR, so he probably won't be available. But if you look at like Sherfield, Shakir, Hardy, like those three guys really haven't like Hardy's had his moments in his career. Mm-hmm. He's he's been hurt. Shakir, fifth rounder last year, struggled very inconsistent. I think this preseason. I think he's actually put himself down the depth chart. And then Trent Sherfield, I think, is a reliable run blocker, can do it all uh, in terms of getting open across the middle. He's he's very good at you know he's very savvy, I should say, in getting open and you know hauling in balls, catching very good hands. So like those three guys. They haven't really proven much though in the in the NFL, so like that will be a big thing, starting week one till week seventeen or week eighteen. Sorry, like Dalton Kincaid's in that mix too. Can one of those four really prove to be that third option for Josh? Because I think Diggs and Davis. I'm not worried about Davis just because I've seen like I've seen so much good from him this offseason mm-hmm. that it's like yeah. yes, there have been maybe a little bit of is he gonna you know go back to the dropping issues or stuff like that? But he's been such a dominant player that I'm not too concerned. I'm more concerned about those those four guys fighting for that, you know, third spot on the, on the receiving core. Yep. And I, I kind of agree. Like the, the, what I've seen so far or now so far, because the, the off season and preseason is over. So um, what I saw from him during that time, I feel like we're seeing him healthy. I feel like his ankle is healthy. He looks like he's running and uh, with purpose and, you know, but, so I think he's going to be trending up. I think this season is going to be big for him, especially with it being a contract year. So I do, I do expect big things from Gabe, but, but last year, that's what we saw. And in, in the preseason, the last game, that's what we saw some drops. So going into the season, man, I'm hoping that he, that he cleans that up and, and, and figures it out. So you gave me a score prediction. You gave me uh, how you feel like it's going to go. What about just overall for the season? And then uh, let's plug your show. And I got one more, maybe two more special guests. Let's, let's see. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna give you an exact number just because I think it's hard to pinpoint. But I'll go like 11 to 13. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at with this team. Uh, 13, I think, is kind of their peak. I, I just think the stretch or the schedule down the stretch, if they're dealing with injuries, I know other teams are too. But the the, the, the stretch in late December uh, or sorry, late November, early December is just very hard. So I could see them dropping a couple there. You you have. The Chiefs, Bengals, Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, I even put in there. Uh, and then you have your division, the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Patriots aren't going to be a tough out either. So I'll go 11 to 13, um, and that's kind of where I'm at with this team right now. Okay. Well, I'm with it, man. Well, go ahead and plug your show and plug any other stuff you got coming up. You got some writing coming out that, or just anything. Just go ahead and plug it. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really going to pick up the writing once the season begins. I've kind of – I got like, you know, probably like five or six, maybe more than that, but I, I had time on my hands earlier. I'm, I'm a little bit more busy now, but I had time on my hands earlier in the summer where I could get out content more. So I'm trying to get back to that once the season starts. Um, I show AJ's analysis every Monday night at seven o'clock. I have guests on. I do shows by myself. Really looking forward to the I have my show, obviously, on September 11th, Bill's Jets. I'm trying to get 10 fans, um, you know, random who DM me to come on the show, do like two or three minute segments. And just give like kind of what we're doing here, maybe a little shorter, but kind of give their thoughts on the game players to watch, stuff like that, maybe a prediction. I've got two spots filled. I have eight more left. So I'm going to try and bring random fans in, talk about it. Then at the end of the show, give my take. Um, And that's kind of where I'm headed Uh, every week. 
I'll bring in guests, like I said, and uh, I'll be writing content, probably listening to a lot of press conferences as well and giving my thoughts on those. Yeah, next time you tweet it or something, man, send me it in the DM just in case I don't see it. And that way I can retweet it. I'll make sure that uh, yeah, I'll even make sure the team, you know, kind of get some support on that. So it'll be a good episode. I think that's a good idea. Last season, um, Joe had some time where he did like the, the call in show. And then uh, we we had uh, Thomas DeLaus with Buffalo Rumblings for some time. And he did like a call in show. So something like this is pretty cool. I, I know, you know, this is like a one time deal for you, but I think it's I think it's a dope idea. I think giving people the opportunity to just call in and especially right before the game, right? Like that. Yeah, general, yeah. They're all going to have their jerseys on. They're going to be like jerseys and beer. Yeah. Everybody going to be drunk. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll be a party. Yeah. So let's get it, man. So, Hey, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Um, this weekend is going to be great, man. I'm, I'm just so ready for football. So everybody go follow my man, AJ on, on Twitter, uh, Instagram. Are you, where, where do you have any other, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Instagram. The same Instagram, AJ Sabalski okay. as well. And then I'm on TikTok, but I don't really post. I should. I should be getting more into the TikTok and YouTube uh, stuff, but I'm not there yet. But I'm, I'll get there. You got to, man. You got to. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, my man, AJ, the host of AJ's Analysis. Thank you so much, man. No problem. Thank you. Hey, football fans. The season is here. So, you know, that means family, football and food. But for the NFL's best fan base, it can't be just any food. Bill's Mafia only eats the best during the season. And the best is Picasso's Pizza. With four great locations in Western New York, it's so easy to treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're keeping it rolling. I have one of my, actually, I'm going to tell you, he is one of the originators to Buffalo Rumblings. He is one of the OGs, like I like to call him. My man, Mr. Anthony Marino. What's going on, sir? Jay Spence, it has been way too long since we got to catch up. I'm happy to be on here with you today. Yeah, man, it's, it's uh, it has been way too long, and um, I feel like, we haven't given you enough uh, FaceTime on the, on this camera anyway, so we got to get you more involved in this type of stuff. So uh, what have you been up to? It's, it's been a long summer for me. What you been up to? Yeah, you know what? You think of the summer, I mean, it's, uh, gosh, it's like the kids getting older, kind of just uh, uh, around with them as you, you look back at so many folks say like, oh, don't blink because it goes by quick. And in a lot of ways, it, uh, it does. So, you know, spending mm -hmm. time with the family that's been great. Uh, spending a little too much time following our Buffalo Bills and just yeah. speculating and, you know, just, gosh, from everything, when you think of the offseason of free agency and the draft to mini camps and OTAs and mandatory mini camps and training camp, and then, you know, heck, here we are, like, coming on the opening week, which is just, uh, it seems like it was a long time, but then in the blink of an eye, kind of here we are. Yeah. And, and, you know, let's talk about that for a second. Since you brought it up, I was going to try to lead into it, but I'm excited. So let's talk football. Um, so you've had a good summer, you got time to spend with the family and now it's the busy time for us. So everything is here. Um, are you, are you nervous? Like everybody, it's, it seems like everybody outside of Buffalo is saying that this game is going to, is going to be the Jets. You know, it, it's interesting. I'm, I'm not nervous. Right. I think when um, when you get to my age and you've seen as much as we've seen and you live through four Super Bowl losses and then you live through the drought. Right. You, yeah. It's almost like, hey, the Buffalo Bills are a, a really good football team. And I realize for some will say things like it's Super Bowl or bust or 
you know, even looking to last season and say, gosh, what a disappointment and all that was for nothing. But, you know, as I look at it, it's like it wasn't a bust. It wasn't for nothing. Right. Like I get a lot of enjoyment from from watching this football team and following this football team. I mean, heck, if I didn't, why would I spend all this time and do this podcast and guest spots right. with folks like yourself and others like so? you know, you look at it and it's, uh, I just have fun with it, right? Like I want the team to do well. I want them to win the Super Bowl. Uh, dare I say that would be like, you know, one of the greatest days of my life in a, a, a weird kind of way. But just as you go through, it's like, I look at this squad and I say, this team is expected to be good. And I like that feeling, right? And almost in a way, and I know so many times Patriots fans will be like, oh, we, you know, we live rent free in your head. Like, I'm not saying this in any way other than respectfully, right? You think of what it was like to be a Patriots fan during the Tom Brady era, mm-hmm. where just every year it's like, yeah, we're going to the playoffs. Like, we're going to be a Super Bowl contender. We're going to be in that mix. And for the Bills, like, yeah, they need to get over that hump to win a Super Bowl, which mm-hmm. I think will happen eventually in this this era. But to just feel like, oh, yeah, this is what it feels like to be a really good football team. I mean, Smets, Josh Allen's on the cover of Madden. You turn yeah. on TV, it's like, here's a new Lays commercial with Josh Allen. Here he is on the Paramount Plus billboard. Here he is, <laughs> you know, Gillette commercials, right? Like, and not in a way of just being like, oh, he's everywhere. Cause we've always said in the past, like, oh my God, if I see another State Farm commercial with Aaron Rodgers or with yeah. Patrick Holmes or, or this or that, but like, Josh Allen is his household name as it comes right now. And this is something that we've only, you know, thought like, Hey, maybe we can be that, that team. And now the Buffalo bills are, so I'm, I'm just kind of embracing it. I'm enjoying it is, as you know, I'm, I'm a little bit older than, than some of the, uh, the fans out there, right. You kind of get to this reflective point of your life where you're just like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with where the team is right now. Yeah, no, I, I agree though. And I, because like at the end of last season, obviously, I feel like everyone was disappointed with the way the season yeah. ended. But I, I still try and keep a perspective of it was still a successful year. And, you know, I get beat up sometimes when I publicly say that because they're like, nope, we lost the last game of the year. We didn't win a Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. But to me, it's like, look, for 18 weeks now, like in, including the bye week, you go into the bye week and you're feeling good because we just beat the Chiefs last year, you know. And so just depending on how the year goes. For 18 weeks, man, it's it's enjoyable. You you have things to talk about. Like it's fun doing this podcast when the Bills are winning. I couldn't imagine doing this during a drought. Oh my God. And you and, and you guys did. Like, what was that like? Like just in comparison back then, like when the team consistently wasn't good, or when you felt like the team should be better than they performed and it wasn't. And then now comparing it to for the last four or five years, six years, it's like, hey, we're we're gonna be in that conversation every time. Well, and it had really just gotten started with the podcasting side, I'll say during 2017 for Buffalo Rumblings, right? So you were coming out of things there beforehand. I mean, back in the day with the uh, BillsMafia.com website, you know, I used to do a video podcast because there wasn't like Mm -hmm. Apple podcasts and all those things at the time. Uh, Myself and Rob Quinn and before that with Ryan Talbot. And, you know, we'd sit there and we'd be talking about training camp and talking about EJ Manuel and expectations and like, is this the time? And it just, you know, there was just this sense of hope and optimism, right? Especially that would come from myself because you just believed like, okay, just by like the the 
the law of averages, like it's going to work out at at some point. But it was just, you know, that's why I think with so many Bills fans to to this point, you have a ton of respect because it's like, listen, if you if you were hanging through all of that, mm-hmm. you deserve to to feel good about all of this this today. And it, you know, in many ways, it's where I can relate with Jets fans, um, with many even Dolphins fans today, right? As mm-hmm. much fun as we can have, kind of going at it with each other, like. Listen, we all went through that Tom Brady era. So you you know what it's like yeah. to kind of come out of that where, you know, granted they had some more success during that stretch than the Bills did with some playoff appearances, but just to to feel a sense of like, okay, it's it's our time. And I understand why Dolphins fans will be puffing out their chest and why Jets mm-hmm. fans are right now, because listen, pretty much probably everyone but the Arizona Cardinals fans are are feeling pretty good about where they are from a sense of optimism right now. So it's that time of year. Everybody's undefeated. Yeah, no, you, you said it perfectly. I, I can't even – I have nothing to add or take away from that because, you know, like you mentioned the Cardinals. So I'm out here in Arizona, obviously, and, and looking at just – there's no optim- – actually, you know, there's optimism about the draft. Even yeah. now, before the season starts, um, everybody out here, the media, everybody and – th- and that's what I remember. Like, okay, well, who's the quarterback – coming out like who can can I start watching to see who's going to be available or you know like you're just looking forward to those things and now every summer you don't even have that conversation to have anymore you don't even have to worry about who's the hot quarterback coming up or who's the you know in 2025 who's going to be the best quarterback in the trap we don't have it now it's yeah it is awesome right and again you feel that way and just uh and I get it for some fans too there's a little bit of that they don't want to feel too comfortable, right? Because they've been through mm-hmm. too much and they get that. But uh, I guess when you look at things right now, it's like, yeah, you can you can feel comfortable. I mean, heck, you know, it's a tough schedule this season. We'll see how mm-hmm. things go. Um, but at least sitting here at the time that we're recording this, I, I feel good about where things are and just really looking forward to the year. Okay, so what's your expectation for the season? Uh, I, I don't. You don't have to give me a, a, a actual win loss record unless you're comfortable doing it. But I have them. Um, even still, I went through it, and I really, really thought I have them finishing at fourteen and three. I got them losing Monday. I, you know, I just think the, the way the season is going to start, the momentum that the it seems that the league is trying to push on the Jets with the Aaron Rodgers move, and yeah, um, just everything. I just think it's a lot of pressure. Josh performs on Monday Night Football, or really any bright light game. So I'm not thinking that he can't. He's not capable, but um, it just seems like it's, it's set up right now for the Jets to start off fast. But the Buffalo Bills will go on a kind of like, you know, it seems like almost every year when there's a stretch where you have a, a disappointing game and then the Bills just run off eight or nine in a row. And I kind of think that's how they'll start the season. What are you thinking? I'll say this. I like playing the Jets much better when Adam Gase was their head coach than when Robert Sala is. Right. And it's Absolutely. like, hey, good for them for getting it right. I mean, I'm sure many uh fans in the NFL said the same thing about the bills and, you know, then Sean McDermott came in and, and turned things around. So yeah, it is going to be a tough matchup on Monday. There's no part of me that looks at this and just saying, Oh, the bills are going to get the victory. My expectations are still, when I look at things, I do believe that the bills, and this is not just, I believe like when you look at things that the bills are the best team in the AFC East. So my mm-hmm. expectation would be that they win the AFC East um, granted, it's going to be a bit more difficult than maybe it's felt like it you know, has been the last couple of years, even in 2021. I mean, it wasn't until week 18 that the Bills clinched True. the AFC East championship. So it's not that it has been easy, but that year even felt a little bit more 
comfortable, I would guess, the, the way things were going down the stretch. But that would be my expectation. And, and, and you know this, Spence. It's just get into the playoffs. And once that happens, because you can look at things last year and say whatever your record was, or even if the Bills were the one seed, well, they still wouldn't have had Micah Hyde. They still wouldn't have had Von Miller. You know, Tredavious White still would have been working his way back. Like, And, and I know some are probably like, those are just excuses. Technically, those are facts, right? Like those are, those are facts that, that took mm-hmm. place last season. So it just it's one of those where you're like, you know, can you get to this part of the season to the playoffs and be healthy? Because people yeah. don't people seem to forget in 2021, the Bills did not have a great regular season no. by any stretch. Like it was some ugly victories, uh, an 11 and six record. I mean, you can, you know, the wins over the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons were nothing to write home about, you know, mm. during that that winning streak to close out the season. But people the just remember the perfect people just remember the perfect game against the Patriots, mm-hmm. the game against the Kansas City Chiefs, and that sense of optimism, where again, you can look to the 2022 season and people are just looking at kind of the, the poor performance in the playoffs, right? Underperforming in the win against the Dolphins. Obviously, you know, don't need to get into the specifics of the game against the Bengals and kind of forgetting like, you know, you went 13 and three and those three losses were a combined eight points. So mm-hmm. it's um, you know, this year, I think there's a little bit more perspective from my standpoint, whether they're the one seed or not. I really don't care. Um, I'd like to see them win the AFC East to get that home game. I do think there's still something that comes with that, having a more advantageous matchup in that whatever that first round first game is that you have in the playoffs. But listen, if you got to sit Von Miller for the first four five, six weeks and he's in a position to be healthier down the stretch, I'm good with that. If you're going to play yeah. Taylor Rapp a bit to, you know, maybe give Micah Hyde or Jordan Poyer a breather here or there, I'm good with that too. And we know about the, you know, the rotation on the defensive line. Like it's about having guys being fresh and playing their best football in January and not so much in September. Man, ladies and gentlemen, all the listeners, you need to to adopt this perspective because after games or and it's even me during preseason after the second preseason game and I'm just on Twitter, I'm just going. And so we got to get perspective like Anthony, man, he's he's so calm collected and he has the right perspective going into this year so Listen, thank you for joining Spence, so real quick right because he's up in the corner you know joe is the voice maybe i can be the voice of reason because that's you uh, know what that's what the, the void i try to fill for bills fans if i can so but you do you do and you do it so well so uh real quick why don't you plug your show um it comes out consistently and it's it's awesome it's always good information and and it's so again just go ahead and plug it really quickly and uh sure. then we'll we'll get ready to get on out of here yeah so my show breaking buffalo rumblings obviously part of the buffalo rumblings podcast network comes out every tuesday uh right around midnight and and again just really try to give that perspective my takes aren't too hot. I try not to get too high or too low, but like I said, to be a bit of a voice of reason for the fan base, and especially on a Tuesday, right? Maybe if things didn't go as well as you wanted during that game over the weekend, take a little bit of time to come down, and maybe we can kind of talk through things and start looking forward to the next week. So it's always a pleasure to be on with you, though, Spence. Like I said, it's been way too long, and I'm glad we got to reconnect. It's time to say goodbye to the blur and hello to Clear Vision. Fichte, Endel, and Elmer are the first in Western New York to bring you Zeiss Smile Technology. Along with our highly experienced surgeons, we promise an effortless journey to better vision. 
Gone are the days of fumbling for glasses or struggling with contact lenses. Embrace the freedom of superb sight because we believe you deserve the world in HD. Visit us online at ficta.com and schedule a consultation. Ficta and Lynn Elmer, we are focused on you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we again, back to back to back. You know how we're doing it. We have the co-host, the co-host of Line to Game. We have, we got to get you a real nickname that sticks. <laughs> yeah, I, everyone uh, tends to pick one, but nothing sticks. Yeah, it just... Yeah, it's nothing sticking. And it was crazy because like a couple weeks ago on, on Chop Up. Oh, for those listening by podcast, Sarah is joining us. Sarah, Lar- oh. Sarah Larson from Line the Game. I'm sorry. But no, like a couple weeks ago on Chop Up, uh, somebody in the comments was like, oh, we got all bro po. And it just it was like, oh, that's perfect. It sticks. Yeah. So Jeremy, he already has one. And it's like you've been here now, you've been here a season. It's almost gonna be a full year, and, yeah. and we still don't have it, we gotta... it was a, it was a curse when I was younger too, because uh I had a couple of different nicknames, but None of them stuck as I got older. So um, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you gotta figure all right. It well, out. Good. So what, what's up? You excited? Is, is what, what, what are we, five, five days away? Five, five days away? I'm definitely ready. I'm excited. I feel like this has been the longest off season um, that I've had <sighs> to endure in a long time <laughs> with everything that's been going on and just the way that Bill's Mafia has been. Uh, I'm definitely excited, and and I, yeah. you know, I always love going to this the city too. So that'll be fun. But Joe, you just said something. Bills Mafia this year. I feel like every off season yeah. there's something that happens. Like you know, like there's something that happens. But but this off season you had the normal like viral moment with with the the you know uh, who was his name uh, Chris 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 yeah we had the vi- the, the the positivity Chris. <laughs> Last year it was uh it was Los it was Carlos and his handling mm-hmm. uh, habits, so we we have our we had our viral moment. But as a fan base internally, oh my god, like the fights and the like it, it's so much arguing this off season and there's so many different perspectives. And it's not just like having a different perspective. Like, well, no, Sarah, I don't. I think I'd rather have Tremaine Edmonds here. It's not that. It's like, no, sir, you are ridiculously, insanely dumb. You, it's yeah. like we gotta relax. It's been bad. It's been. It's bad. been a different breed. Yes, we've yeah. uh, we've been, most most Bills fans have been on one this this summer. So, what's been your favorite uh, major argument within Bills Mafia of the summer? Of the summer, <sighs> or off season in full? I guess I should say. So from when the season ended uh, against the Bengals in the playoffs up until now, heading into the season. I mean, there's been there's been a few, but I would say probably just going back and forth about, you know, whether or not McDermott and, and Bean are um, as good as as we feel that they are um, or, you know, as um, I don't want to say well liked or, you know, or, or draft well, like there there's, a, you know, a lot of different narratives when it comes to both of them um, that, you know, I think has been kind of talked about ad nauseum at this point. So it's just like we get it you guys have these stats we have these stats we you know stats we've been watching the games we've been for you know like we get it let's move on um yeah. they're not going anywhere so <laughs> yeah for sure i i um i would say i wouldn't say that's my favorite but it's the most recent in a way so i'll go with that one because maybe I got, not favorite I got, but most annoying <laughs> well, well i was gonna say not my favorite either but it, it, it i got dragged for that recently so you oh, know yeah. and normally over the summer I, I don't feel like i got dragged too much like i feel like this summer was cool for me it was like 
you know, had some good takes. Everybody was pretty cool with the takes. Elon messed up Twitter, so maybe some people didn't see the takes. <laughs> <laughs> but now I tweeted out, like, when are we going to have this conversation about Brandon Bean, you know, not drafting well in the second and third round? And I was crucified. Yeah. Crucified. But let me ask you about this then, since we're talking about this. So for you, well, first, do you agree with that? Because you might disagree. So because it might not even be relevant to the next question. Do you think that Brandon Bean has done a a solid job or or do you think that there's uh, a lot of room for improvement like some of us do when it comes to drafting in the second and third right. round? Well, I think that the biggest issue is um, taking your second and third round draft picks and keeping them. Um we have a very uh, we we've been very good at keeping the the later rounds or drafting the later rounds and um, technically like this year not keeping them, um, but other teams have found worth in them and I feel like that that's our biggest issue is um, we have a very good team so to make the team is very very difficult. Um, but you expect your second and third round picks to make the team and come in and you know not maybe start from day one, but get the reps in and, you know, very quickly become, um, you know, what we're, you know, uh, trying to attain to, you know. So I feel like the our biggest issue is uh, is getting those second and third round picks to to play. And the, the last couple of years, we haven't seen we haven't seen it. And, you know, we got rid of um, I shouldn't say we got rid of we traded Boogie uh you know this year so i mean <laughs> technically got rid of because it was for peanuts um so it goes it, it goes through the the same thing zach moss you know gone it, it, you tend to feel like they're wasted picks and you know this year you know everyone says your seventh round picks don't ever make it and it's not that big of a deal well this year there was there was a couple of teams that felt that we had some seventh round picks worth the 50 you know the 53 man roster so I guess they're not drafting bad in the later rounds. It's just the fact that we don't have room for these, you know, these guys. Yeah, no, they're not drafting bad at all in the later round. I feel like they find a ton of gems in the late rounds. You find, because it's not every NFL team that can boast that they're consistently, their sixth and seventh round picks are playing in the NFL on 53-man right. rosters. And you saw uh, Wild Goose get snatched from us a couple years back. You saw, so like now you mentioned the um, offensive lineman, I believe that, uh, what's his name? Um from this it, year? Yeah. Broker. The, broke. No. It was, a, they, it was the seventh round pick? Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. The, it, okay. The seventh round pick it was broker. So they they picked him up in the seventh round, and the Buffalo Bills didn't even play him all offseason. They were trying to hide. You could tell. Like they were trying to protect, like, well, we don't want to have any film on this guy. Let's just try to sneak him through to the practice squad. Didn't happen. He got picked up no. ASAP. So yep. him though, and Alex said, Austin. And and I thought Alex Austin actually had a chance of sneaking onto the roster only because of the <sighs> the way I didn't think he was good enough to be like if they were going to get. I'm hoping that everybody will understand what this conversation means when I say this. If they were going to do with Kyrie Elam what they were doing or what they ended up doing with Boogie Basham, that would have been a way onto the roster for me. I don't want Kyrie Elam gone. I think it's right. too soon to give up on him, but there was a lot of Agreed. conversation about how his camp hasn't been great and how he's kind of worked down the depth chart. That's what I'm saying. Don't beat me up. I don't want Kyrie <laughs> Elam gone. I want him here. Yeah. Just saying. But so I just but, feel like we were too deep at, you know, at corner. So that's why I felt yeah. like there was never going to be a chance for him to make it. But so, so with that being with this being the conversation that we're talking about drafting and we're talking about this, you're you're the 
the Cap Queen. Maybe that's going to be your nickname, the Cap Queen of Buffalo Rumblings. So you're the Rolls Cap Queen. off your tongue. It's, it was just easy. It was just there. That just did it. It just did it. The Cap Queen. So, but I don't know, because you be capping too. So that might fit for you. The Cap Queen hey. on both. Uh-huh. Spence did it. Spence did it. I pat uh. myself on the back there. But um, with that being the case, so looking into the future, how does this impact the cap space how does this impact right you know really anything that we're doing as far as being relevant as a good team for years to come now because you can't maintain being a great team only through free agency right and that's what you know we've pretty much done the these one-year deals um are great in the moment but next year we have about 42 people right now on the roster and we're already over uh depending on where we have the um, the cap next year. So like Sportrack has um, has it listed at like 256 and then um, OTC has it listed at like 240. So it, it kind of just depends on, you know, where we end up falling, um, but we're at like 270 million. So we're anywhere between 15 and um, and $30 million over the um, the cap with 32 people or 42 people on, on the roster. So it's, gonna be you know a big deal we need to you know we obviously need to start hitting on some of these um you know draft picks next year we you know we've been talking about whether or not we're going to extend digs well we're already over so like you know where where is that money going to come from so that means that we got to probably restructure josh again um his cap number i think is at 47 ish next year a lot of money you know we're not we're not there we haven't been there we haven't been used to paying that stuff yet so Bond. probably gonna end up having to restructure him um Von is big too right i think Von huh? is big i think Von's kind Von is uh, 24 next year because it started off a little friendlier for the team right yeah. it was like and lower cap and i was too. starting to and then next year it jumps up a bit and then it really jumps right so um no next year it, it actually jumps so this year it jumped a little bit and then they restructured so i think we saved like 2 million next year it's at like 24 Let's see so you know you got Josh at 47 and and you know Vaughn at, at 24 that's a lot and i think Diggs is 20, 20 yes, like 26 Oh, it's, it's, yeah. it's around there. Something around it's something there? ridiculous. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Because I know the so, dead cap alone, if because all of the trades, so when everybody wants yeah. to trade for them. But yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we can restructure, we can do a couple restructures, but then you got to look at Diggs and you got to look at Vaughn and say they're technically getting up there in age. So, when you restructure, it all comes, you know, when they, when you either cut them or they retire, it all comes full circle and all that restructured money is immediately hits your salary cap that year so um it ends up being you know it just gets pushed to the end we always say it gets pushed to the end um and the end could come sooner than any of us want with Vaughn but when you think about his age you know we gave him a six-year contract knowing darn well that it was probably gonna be more like three so you know a lot of that that's it's gonna be a you know pretty big cap hit down the road um, when he is, you know, when he is gone, because you got to do all the guaranteed money, all the restructures and all the, um, the signing bonus all become due. Yep. So, you know, it does make a big deal. Um, people don't understand the, the difference between getting a rookie that you have, you know, solidified for, you know, four years on the rookie on the rookie uh, uh, wage scale versus trying to do these one year deals and convince veterans to come, 
And as we get older, it's even going to be, you know, a bigger deal because, you know, Trey's getting up there now in, in age, um, you know, Diggs and Vaughn are on the other side of th- at 30. Even Mitch Morris has like a $12 million cap hit next year. So, and he's getting up there in age. So, you know, and he has concussion issues, which we've already, you know, talked about. So it is a big deal to definitely start hitting on some of these. But again, the fact is, is that there are some that they have hit on. They just are in the later rounds and they're, they're not, there's no spot for them on the team right now. So, you know, we're losing out on, on those guys. And then like, like you said, second and third round when these guys should be on the team, um, they're not performing the way they should be. Well, so my question is then, cause it's like, cause you're right. It's like, so we are hitting, we're doing good in the later rounds and you're saying there's no spot for those guys. To me, what that saying is, it's like, okay, they're a good talent for, or they, they have a good eye for talent where it may not be at the elite level, but you can develop some guys that can grow into consistent players. What I'm looking for out of Brandon Bean at this point is the ability to draft superstars. And I know, okay, we got Josh Allen, so he's done it, right? And But then even you look at like a Matt Milano. Matt was a, what, fifth-round draft pick, fourth-round draft pick? I think fifth. Um, fifth. So I'm a fifth-round draft pick, you know, great. No, I mean – it's absolutely fantastic that you found that caliber of a player in the fifth round, but Cody Ford is gone. Um, you know, I, I, Devin Singletary, I think is a good football player, but he's playing for the Texans. Zach Moss will be starting after his broken arm heals up. He'll be starting for the Colts this year, depending on whatever ends up happening after four weeks with Jonathan Taylor. Right. So it, it's just, and, and we, we can have this conversation about several guys. Now Boogie Basham, a second round draft pick will be starting for the giants. Um, look, I, this isn't directed towards you. I'm just saying in general, look, we, the seventh and fifth and sixth round draft picks being good enough to make a roster or to contribute. That's awesome. And I think that's great. But when you're not hitting on the premium rounds, right. And then those premium rounds go to other teams for less. So you're, you're sending a second round draft pick away and only not even gaining an extra pick. You're just moving up from the seventh to the six. Right. So next we don't year. have an extra not, pick. not even next year. It's the year after. So it's, even worse. so it's yeah. like even more in the future. We don't have an extra pick. We have the same amount of picks. We just can pick yeah. a little bit sooner on one round. And that, so mm-hmm. to me, it's like, no, I, and, and I get the fan base for, you know, for getting at me. They ride for a guy. It's the same way I am when I ride for Jordan, when I ride for Tremaine, when I, it's the same thing. I get it. Yeah. But, but no, in reality, we have to, we have to be honest. We got to be. Yeah, and I think part of that goes on to bean, but I think um, also, we need to start looking at the scouting department and figuring out whether or not the scouting, you know, the, the scouts that we have are, are the right scouts to have. Are they, you know, um, you know, making the right connections with these guys to determine whether or not they're, they're a fit, you know, cause mm-hmm. sometimes they're just not a fit. I think Boogie is going to do well, you know, someplace else, but I don't think, you know, he was productive in any way here. Um, you know, Tremaine, that was one of their hits, you know, I know, but don't, don't cry. It's okay. Um, you know, Tremaine was a hit, you know, he was a good pick and oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said his name. Hold on. You said his name. <laughs> Do you need a moment? <laughs> you saw the captain picture? Yes. Don't he look so fly? I, I hate the fact that he's in Navy and orange now, but don't he look my dude out there flexing on him. He just looked like he is a superstar out yeah. there and he's in a big market. I, ho- I hope Tremaine at, never mind. go ahead. 
Go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. no, I'm I'm very happy for him. And the fact that he got voted captain, you know, right off the, the bat, you know, after, you know, his, not even starting his first season with them, I think it goes to show uh, what kind of guy he is. So I, you know, I'm just happy that he's uh, going to go out there and hopefully, you know, excel and succeed out there. And uh, it just sucks that, again, you know, as much as we joke about cap space not being real, they had to make a decision between two players, in my opinion, which was Edmonds and Oliver. And we're going to be able to tell in probably a year's time whether or not it was the right decision. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. I could tell from the preseason that it wasn't. But no, now I'm we say that, that Oliver is the one person that um, for defensive tackle that we actually have under contract going forward. So you better hope we made the right decision. <laughs> and I hope that this is a premium pick that Brandon Bean actually hit on. I know people are going to say, what are you talking about, Spence? It's Ed Oliver. Okay, where Ed Oliver was drafted, has he has he given you the type of performance so. that you think a, a draft pick at that and place I'm looking forward to seeing him do something this year because you heard me all all you know all off season mm -hmm. I was ready to trade him all off season so, so so that's where I'm at with it it's like look I love Ed he's a good dude I love to see him ride his horses to to practice you know when he's doing that and posting videos and all. I love it Ed I love it you are one of the most fun guys on the on the team I love your personality I love hell I love you on Thanksgiving you have your best games on Thanksgiving every year Go ahead and pick him for defensive player of the week or whatever you want. Go ahead and if you if you if can we bet on that on DraftKings? I don't even know. I don't ever bet that. <laughs> if we can bet that on DraftKings, go ahead and Thanksgiving if we don't play this year. But you can pencil it in. Just book it. He's going to have three sacks, an interception, two four, like just something crazy. Yeah. But it's not consistent. So, but let's um let's go ahead and wrap this on up because I know your show is coming up next. You and the Big O. Um, yes. Anything you, else you have coming up this season that you want to talk about or anything you want to highlight? Yeah, well, uh, Jerry and I both actually have a couple of things that we are um, both working on. So he's going to have a new show with uh, with somebody. We're going to still keep uh, line again on Wednesdays at 9. Um, he's going to be starting his new show. And then we both have primetime rumblings. So he'll be doing Monday Night Football and I'll be, do, uh, be doing Thursday Night Football. So you guys will be able to catch that as well. All right. So look, Buffalo Romans got a lot of stuff going on. You know what? I wish I would have had your graphic right now to, to show all the new shows and show the lineup. It's okay. We've posted it on Twitter. Go on yes. Twitter and find it. Um, Go we've on my Twitter it. and you'll see yeah. it. Yeah. Go on hers, mine, Buffalo Rumblings, Joe's, Bruce's. You'll find it. So we have an awesome lineup with awesome shows, a bunch of new talent. AJ, who was on the show earlier tonight, he's killing it. The Mafia cast tomorrow. They're killing it. Um, Sarah with her new shows, she got like 15 new shows. She's killing it. <laughs> Jerry got two. So, look, we're all doing it and we're having a good time. And then, um, and I'm also, in, I'm enjoying this season, the partnership with DraftKings. This is going to be fun. So I'm enjoying it. So uh, let's, let's get to it. And Sarah, you want to, you want to uh, lead it? You want to take us out? Take us out. You got an outro? I no, I don't have, I, I don't do that. I, Jerry does that. I pay him yeah. very good to do that. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I pay him money <laughs> to do that. I got you. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, y'all know how we do it with Buffalo Rumblings. Y'all take care of yourselves. Y'all love each other. Take care of each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive. Test negative. Go Bills. Come on, Sarah. You got to go Bills it. Go Bills. <laughs> mm -hmm.